Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. I'm so glad you're here today, girl. All right, I don't know about you, but I feel like I blinked and we have turned the calendar to Advent. Like seriously, where has the time gone? But I am excited because this is a most wonderful time of year, such a time of joy and excitement and anticipation as we await the arrival of our sweet baby Jesus. So today I'm going to share a story that I feel like will really help set the stage, not only for Advent, but for the new year and hopefully beyond, because I have some very practical tools that I hope will just really help you reframe a mindset of expectancy and excitement and really to live a spirit-filled life. So when I lived in Cleveland, I had a very lucrative Airbnb side hustle. Now, Airbnb really wasn't a thing until like 2012-ish, I'm guessing, 2013, at least here in the United States. And so while mine started off as necessity, like I literally needed some money to pay the bills because I was trying to live debt-free and was on a very fixed income as a single woman into the world of academia, was not making my hundred grand a year, okay? And so it ended up being a very lucrative um, and really enjoyable endeavor. I learned that one of my spiritual giftings is actually the gift of hospitality. I mean, I absolutely loved having like little welcome packages and I had little notes for the people and I put little, you know, notes on top of their bed with some local chocolates. And I had, you know, the roasted coffee from up the street at our little local um, coffee shop. I just loved all those little details. And I really tried to um, put those into my retreats and things like that. Well, it became quite a lucrative business as I was right near the city of Cleveland, but I was not in the city. And so I was close to everything. I was close to the Cleveland Clinic. So I ended up picking up several doctors and residents um, and traveling doctors, traveling nurses. And then that became a circuit because then they told the next person who was going to be on rotation. So that was a great, great um, opportunity for me to connect within that community. And then, you know, of course, Cleveland Sports. They were in their prime. The Cavs went to the playoffs. The Indians had a spot in the World Series. And I mean, seriously, y'all, like I was able to earn um, my rent for my four-bedroom house for one night, and I was able to pay an entire month of mortgage. Okay, let's just talk about that being crazy. And then the best part was is when the um, Indians went to the World Series two nights in a row with the Chicago team, guess what? They stayed another night and I was like, come to mama. (laughs) So it was awesome. So when I moved to Florida, I really wanted to continue hosting. So, but for the first year, since I was new to Melbourne, I decided, okay, I'm going to rent for a year, see where I want to buy and kind of, you know, sit with this and see if this is really where I want to stay anyways. But it was on the coast and lots of really great things. So I decided I was going to go ahead and start looking for a house probably around the spring of my first year there. I was like, okay, I know the community. I like it here. It's a beach, coastal town, very lucrative you know, opportunities here for Airbnb, the RBO, things like that. So I found this place right in the local arts district and it had several buildings on the property. Literally, there were, I think, four different buildings and there was a basketball court. There was a really great parking area. Um, you could literally it had a circular driveway, which I loved. I always have always loved that. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go look at this. So it just so happened to be in June and my two BFFs, shout out to Janet and Susan, they happened to be in town that same time. And so we went to look at it. Now, I needed it to work. Okay. Let's just be real. There was a, it needed a ton of work and I needed this to work because I was looking for a new place to live. My lease was up in two months, but as I looked at the house, I was like, okay, this is like a $2 million plus project. The property itself was over a million dollars and the amount of 
work that was going to have to go into it was going to be a little bit more as well. Now, I fell in love with the place because guess what? It was on my favorite street. My favorite fruit is pineapple, well, watermelon, but the street was Pineapple Avenue. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just meant to be. And you know, pineapples are the symbol of hospitality. So therefore, this is going to be a great place to host Airbnb. Like I was coming up with all these like excuses. So, you know, again, going back to like the the reality of the situation was it was, you know, going to cost me about $2 million roughly to purchase this and then to do the renovations. And as I mentioned previously, I was not really at that place where I could go ahead and afford to do that, um, especially without having debt. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we're just going to forego this. We're going to sit on this and we're going to just pray and we're going to see. And in my mind, I was like, okay, like I could see doing retreats. I've always loved doing retreats. And I was like, I could see this being a great retreat place and everything. So now fast forward about five years down the road and here we are to this summer, 2022. And I'm looking online for a place to host this year's Shine Retreat. Well, you're never going to believe it. But sister friend, I stumbled across this very same house as a listing. The lady bought it and she updated it. She updated the pool. She put some, you know, she put a pickleball court in where the basketball court was. And she made some changes. She did some renovations to the bathrooms and the kitchen, yada, yada, yada. She threw some paint on some things. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is meant to be. Like, this is the property. Like, I can see it. I envision it. And here I am like knowing that I wanted to buy the property, but now I'm like, okay, well, at least if I can't buy it at this point, I'll be able to rent it. So lo and behold, I went and I checked the availability and it was available. Yeah, it was open. Like there was only two weeks. There were only two weeks, pardon me, between October and November that were available. And the week that I wanted it, it was available. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, this is the open door. Like this is it, right? So I checked it out, went ahead, and I secured it. Now, I always do, and if you ever need tips for Airbnb, like, I got you, girl, okay? And as I looked, I made sure that the refund, you could get a full refund up until, usually I try to go for like two weeks out because you never know what's going to happen. And especially since I was planning this retreat so far in advance, I wasn't sure how many women, but I knew in my mind I wanted at least, you know, 10 to 12, all right? So this was going to be the perfect property. It had been my vision for years, so I was just like, Lord, I'm going all in, okay? So as I began communicating with the hostess, I secured it and began communicating, and I was a little bit like disgruntled. You know, she was very terse in her responses, very cold in her responses, and several times she would just keep directing me to go back to the listing, and, you know, she'd be like, oh, did you check the property amenities? And I was inquiring about things like, oh, is there dock access? Like I knew where the house was and I knew it was across the street from the river. And she was like, check the listing. And I was like, well, that doesn't help me because you may have acquired dock access or you might be able to use one of the neighbor's docks. And then I was asking about handicap accessibility and tech needs. Like, is there a smart TV? And she was like, look at the amenities and was not very helpful or gracious. Now, having been a super host myself, I was like, girl, you need to go ahead and put out the welcome mat a little bit, you know, here, because I'm spending thousands of dollars on this property, you know, for this week. So now here we are a few months, you know, later, and the the retreat is just about a week away. We're eight days out. And I had until two days before to make any cancellations to this reservation or modifications to this reservation. I could get a full refund, y'all, Okay. So I went in and I requested to modify the reservation because I was wanting to downsize to only two buildings. I didn't need the other two places. And so because my numbers, you know, were just not there. And so I was like, well, you know what? I'm, I can still cancel it. 
So I went in and I requested to modify and I got a notification, received notification that she declined that request. And so I wrote her and I just said, Hey, you know, I know I've had this reserve since August. Um, I only need this many beds and this many bedrooms and yada, yada, yada. So I was waiting for a response and never received anything. So I was like, okay, now I have two days left to make this, you know, change. So I contacted Airbnb and was like, Hey, you know, what should I do? Do you have any suggestions for me here? So they advised me and they said, okay, just cancel the reservation for the one building and modify it just for the dates you need. And she's one of our instant book um, hostesses. So you can just go ahead right back in and click that. And I was like, okay, can you make sure that this is in writing? I wanted to have like Airbnb suggestion because guess what? After all, they're the pros. So waited till I got that in my little notes there, my little messages on my Airbnb profile. And then I went ahead and I did just that. I went in, I canceled the one building, and then I rebooked for the dates that I needed. And there were two separate buildings that I had reserved, okay? And so I went through seamlessly. It says, great, your reservation has been booked. And then the other one was canceled, you know, the previous one reservation. So I was like, okay, great, this is awesome. So a few minutes later, I opened my email and I see that it says, your um, reservation has been canceled. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I just booked this. So I was like, okay, guess what? I still have the big house. It's huge. It still was like six bedrooms. I was like, you know what? I can suck it up for a few nights and sleep on the couch. I can get an air mattress. Like I was trying to be creative. Like I like to believe that everything is figure outable. So I'm like going back in to my Airbnb dashboard and I'm going to check the original house. And I'm like, let me just look and see what the configuration is. Who can I move around? You know, again, there's multiple bedrooms. We can get really creative here. All right. So I'm looking at this and it, I open up my dashboard and it says, you have no upcoming trips. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> so here we are now, girls, just about a week out. And the hostess canceled both reservations. Both itineraries were completely evaporated from my profile. And I was like, what? So I call up Airbnb and they, of course, have all the notes documented and everything for my phone calls. And they're like, you know, I said, do I have any guest rights? And they're like, no, unfortunately, like she's the hostess. We can contact her, but ultimately she can do what she wants. And I still had two more days, like I said, to cancel and get a full refund. So I'm thinking, why wouldn't she want to get at least some money? Like she was only going to lose like a thousand dollars at the end. So in the meantime, I'm like, you know, unbelievable. Like, you know what, Lord, like everything is going to work out. Everything's going to work out. So I just go ahead and I start just searching Airbnb. In the meantime, I'm like, you know, let me just check and make sure that there's hotels in the area. Can I get a few rooms if I need to? Not ideal, but I can make it happen, right? So I'm on Airbnb and I'm just, you know, changing up the location. I'm changing up like, you know, still somewhere in the Orlando area. I'm doing all the things. And I literally, y'all heard a voice say, change the filter. No, no joke, sister. Like it was like inside of my head, it wasn't an audible voice. But as soon as I changed that filter, let me just tell you, and I modified the number of bedrooms, but I kept the number of beds that I needed. The perfect house showed up. I mean, I had spent two plus hours researching at this point. I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like this can't be. Now it was further from the location, but it was on the water. It had kayaks, canoes, paddle boards available for us. I didn't have to rent them. You know, here I was asking for dock access at the other house and everything. And I was just blown away. This house had been completely redone just this summer in July. Brand new, mod you know, all these remodelings and all these new modifications. And it was handicap accessible and all the things. 
um, beautiful decor, just like everything. The pool had been redone. Like it was just this beautiful, wonderful venue that exceeded the original Pineapple House that I was so hopeful and so expectant of. And so now, sister, you might be like, why is she sharing this entire story? Well, I share all of these details because it actually is perfectly timed for the season of Advent. Because let me just tell you a few insights that I gleaned from this that have been hugely helpful in my faith walk (laughs) over the last few months. And I wish I would have heeded along the way. First and foremost is to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. As I mentioned earlier, I was a little bit unsettled and really there was unrest in my spirit as I was corresponding with her when she was kept on directing me, when she was just, you know, saying, look at the profile, look at the amenities, look at the, you know, listing. And I should have like heeded that because she was not gracious. She was not kind. And so here I was following my fleshly desires of my, you know, dream pineapple Avenue, Airbnb, that it clouded my vision. And really it clouded what the Holy Spirit was trying to communicate to me. And I was like, but no, this is the house where I want to have it. This is the dream Airbnb that I dreamt of one day having it. And so that's the first thing is we want to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But the second thing that relates to that is that we have to be willing to let God do the new thing. You know, it says in scripture, we cannot put old wine in new wineskins. God was wanting to do something new. He was like, you know what? That pineapple house is not yours. It's the host Jennifer's. That's her vision now. And guess what? She just went ahead and kiboshed your vision. She canceled that reservation. So I want to do something new in and through you. Are you going to allow me? So that was the second thing is recognizing that God was wanting to do something new. And I was going back to what was comfortable and what was familiar and what was one, one time my dream. God's like, I have a new dream for you. I want this to look differently than it did back then. In 2018, it's 2022, girl, almost 2023. Are you ready to do something new? Which brings me to the next thing, and that is change the filter. Change the filter in which you are looking at God's blessing. Change the filter in which you're looking at your hopes and desires and your dreams and your goals and your visions for your life and allow God to say, you know what? Take off those limitations. Just as I mentioned that I changed the number of bedrooms, all of a sudden this dream house just showed up on my search. And guess what? Had I given those very strict requirements, said, no, Lord, it has to be five bedrooms or it has to be this many bedrooms. He said, girl, I still have the number of beds there available for you. Okay, Goldilocks. So don't worry about that. But here's what he was saying to me is that I want to curate the miracle. I want to show you what I have in store for you. It's going to be better than you imagined. So take those filters off that you're having this many bedrooms or this many bathrooms or whatever it is. And I share that with you again, metaphorically speaking, if it's the job you want, or if it's the husband or the house or whatever that is, you know, we have to be willing to say, you know what, Lord, this is what I want. I want this many beds. You tell me how many bedrooms it's going to have. Maybe it'll have two bedrooms. It'll be a bunkhouse. I don't know, but we have to be willing to change the filters. And the last thing here I want you to think about as you head into the season of Advent, being the nerdy English teacher, I have to do a little play on words. And God wants to add to your Advent. He wants to add some adventure. And he wants to ADD to your Advent. Now, I'm not talking about attention deficit disorder. He wants to add on, like as in the mathematical um, computation. He wants to go ahead and increase. He wants to expand 
He wants to increase your joy. He wants to increase your hope. He wants to expand your understanding and your knowledge of who he is. He wants you to take off those limitations and say, guess what? You had an idea of who I was. I want to enlarge that. I want to add on to your vision. I want to add on to what your understanding of me is. I want to increase your joy. I want to increase your hope, increase your expectancy for what I can do in and through you when you allow yourself to take off those blinders, when you allow yourself to be you know, led by the Holy Spirit and follow those promptings. And when you really just allow yourself to say, you know what, Lord, I know you want to do something new in this new season. I'm here. I'm available. Let's partner together to do this. So sweet sister friend, I pray that this little story teaches you a lesson, (laughs) but most importantly, I pray that some of the wisdom that I gleaned from that, you know, now looking back, I'm like, gosh, I should have done this, 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 and this differently. I pray that you can also look at your life and really be thinking about how these four tips today might be very helpful as you head into this Advent season, this time of hope and expectation, but also coming to God without an expectation with a limit on it. Just coming with expectancy that something good is going to happen, something new God is awaiting to do in and through you. And just really having this excitement, this this zest, this zeal for adventure during this Advent season. Lord, what is it you want to do? Let's do it together. Let's go ahead and pay for the person's gas behind me in the pump. Let's go ahead and pay for someone's breakfast. It doesn't have to be a service person. It doesn't have to be you know, a police officer. Um, It could be your Amazon delivery person. Do something kind for them. Go out of the way. Add some excitement and adventure to your daily life. Don't just get caught up in the busyness of the holidays and checking things off of your list and decorating the house and wrapping the presents. Go out of your way to live a little. I pray that these bless you. And if so, please let me know. I always love hearing from you guys. I always, always, always love when you share as well, because that is a way for us to get the word out there. You know, a lot more people than I do. Let me just tell you that girl. So if you pay this forward and pray it forward, guess what? We are getting the good news out there. And that is always my highest hope and prayer. So I pray as you go into this new Advent season, that these little tips today And this little story just gives you reminders that God wants you to follow his Holy Spirit. You have it available in you. So go ahead and heed it. And then of course, just allow him to do those new and exciting things in you. As you change the filters of what you thought it could, should, would look like, allow him just to say, you know what? It's going to look like the way I want it to look like. And then of course, with that, let God add on to your Advent season. He's going to do great things for you. I know it. I speak life into you today, sweet sister friend. And until we meet next time, keep on shining.